between you and me, right where you are right in this moment, is exactly where you were meant to be. So, wherever that may be, just be. To be a new you. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Orgasmic Life Podcast. For permission slip to raise your standards and live an even more amazing life. Now, if you're feeling like that's way out of the ball game and you're really suffering with like pain in your body, guilt, shame, anxiety, depression, like these emotions run a lot of people's lives and that's not by accident. Our culture is set up to keep us in those emotions because it's easier to control people when they're in those emotions. But if you're on an awakening journey and you have recognized that those are there, you have taken the most crucial step to get out of that, which is to become aware that it's actually happening. Just time to awaken, to bring all the parts of yourself back to this present moment and explore the joy that is your life when you live full out, fully expressed, fully harnessing the joygasmic potential of your body and yourself. Anything is possible. And especially we are here to tell you that deep and fulfilling love is possible and is available for you when you choose that for yourself. Hello and welcome to today's Joygasmic Life podcast. Today's guest is Christopher Miner, and we are going to be discussing ecstatic pleasure states, pleasure stacking, pleasure conditioning, hypnotic orgasms, and erotic hypnosis, and some of its applications. Chris is a professional hypnotist and certified clinical hypnotherapist. You can find him at zenleveltherapy.com or on Facebook and Instagram at zenleveltherapy. This is a really interesting interview because Chris and I actually talk about a lot of other things other than pleasure, and it wasn't until about halfway through that I realized that he was actually uh, engaging in conversation specifically to open and awaken my willingness to say yes to his offer, which comes later in the episode when he actually does induce the word pleasure and create an anchor in my body that resulted in the word pleasure radically changing uh, my nervous system response in that moment is really powerful to watch and witness, and I'm so glad to share with you today. So I also want to make note that Chris, like a wonderful gentleman, followed up with me after this very interesting and erotic moment, and he said that it was really important for you guys to know that he and I have worked together before, we have done some hypnosis before, and we have built a level of trust. I really appreciated when I met him at the New Earth no, it wasn't the New Earth Expo. It was another expo, but I always remember it as being the New Earth Expo. Um, by the way, you should check out New Earth Expo online, N-E-E-O-H-M, for all of your holistic needs. Anything you might have bought at a witchy farmer's market, you can find there. And if you can't find it, we will find it for you. Um, it's beautiful, beautiful site that I got to help work on. Anyway, um, getting a little bit sidetracked, Chris has an incredible presence about him that I've always really appreciated. And so it is with absolute pleasure and impeccable follow-up that I invite you to this episode. And if you are not already part of the membership, you absolutely want to see the video for this one and you absolutely want to be a part of that membership. So, um, 
the link for that is always is in the show notes. And I'm so, so grateful to get to introduce you to Chris today. We just jump right in. So here we go. It's okay. So I'm just putting it on. Uh, yeah, our 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 podcasts are probably the uh, the weirdest and strangest. I had uh, one of my one of my mentors. He was like, "Oh yeah, I found you on a podcast," and I was like, "All right." And you know, I was like, "Which which one?" And he was making fun of me because I did a uh, I did a radio interview, and okay. I I didn't have anybody in front of me. I didn't have anything. It was on the phone, and it, this person was just like stone cold, just asking me these questions, like, "Let's get through this." And so I was very like kind of nervous and uptight, and, and you know all this other stuff. And the other part too is like I didn't think it was going to happen. They called me late, and I was mm-hmm. like, whatever. Um, so I was just kind of thrown on the spot. And uh, so he was making fun of me. He's like, cause he saw, he saw one of our earlier podcasts. Okay. And he's like, you're so relaxed and you've got <laughs> facial expressions and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're just talking about stuff. And it's, and I was like, and that was two years before this radio interview. And uh, <laughs> so I'm like, I, I know I can do this. But uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, and then I went and rewatched it, and I was like, we went, we just go down these rabbit holes sometimes, you and I, and uh, uh, uh-huh. and I and I and I love it. So <laughs> you know, we'll we'll try to keep on topic today. But uh, yeah, no, I'm fine about talking about going half crystal and half, you know, keeping half my our humanity to uh, to lead the way for others. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I know it's it's really this this beautiful journey, and and part of the exciting thing about this land is because it's been run by a by a retreat center whose mm-hmm. mission was to serve humanity, to bring this like awakening consciousness, tantra, awareness festivals, stuff like that to the people. Yeah. Part of what they are really asking for us moving our moving forward is to carry on that legacy of service. It's like, no, you can't just turn our retreat center into an eco village. You have to keep being of service to humanity. And I'm like, yeah. I'm so in, like, yeah. I'm all over that. Oh, you're like, I'm oh, I'm sorry, so twist, twist my arm. <laughs> my arm keep me keep me keep me in service of humanity my the space i'm moving into is like you must be of service to humanity i'm like yes please you know and i'm and we've been living you know we're talking about what is that thing that you're willing to give up and it's like i've been living without a toilet for like the last four months i've been living without running water for the last six months i've been living without you know i've got electricity i was like turns out i'm fine to carry my own water and chop my own wood and poop in the woods yeah give up internet you know i'll give up potato chips but i won't give up potatoes you know there's like all sorts of uh yeah like like where i'm willing to compromise and then other places where it's like "Mm -mm, i'm not going to compromise there that one's got to stay so that's this is like calling telus and being like can you upgrade the internet here because it's so so you know and then they're like nope i'm like who else offers internet like can we get some satellite in here like what do we have to yeah that you know that these people who are here to serve humanity who want to live way back in the woods are yeah. also able to continue serving humanity by being connected to it rather than way off in the woods doing their own right thing. yeah well and it's, it's really interesting though because what you were saying is a process that i actually have my clients go through it's a little bit more advanced yeah. than uh you know somebody coming up and they're just like yeah i have anxiety and it's like okay well you know, we're not, we're not quite there yet, but one of them is to identify their needs and their wants based on the different mm-hmm. parts of their persona. Okay, so, so the first thing I have them do is we're getting way off topic now of what we're supposed to be talking about, but just we'll get, into just wait. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get to, we'll get to the orgasms. This is foreplay all about, all about foreplay. 
So that, <laughs> I, I, just like jump in here. I was thinking about it and I'm like, I already checked in with my, with my, my partner. And it's like, I'm, I'm going to do what today on today's call? Like, yeah, yeah. We're like, well, it's a good thing. I've had a couple conversations already. Like, I think it's okay. We'll see what comes up. We'll see if I get stuck along the way, but you're right. Like, this is just, we're like warming up. So yeah, bear with we're, us. We're, warm up, warm like, up. I thought this was about orgasms. Like, we'll get there. I promise. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. It's uh, yeah. The, or, the orgasm is the, is the destination. It's not the journey. I, I, I beg to differ. Yeah, for me, the orgasm is the journey and it has like varying like layers and depths and infusions and whatnot. But I can also totally see from a, a male perspective. Well, I mean, I say that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Now that I, now that I think about it, yeah, it's, it's definitely a male perspective because we get we get the one and like a 20 minute break and like a Kool-Aid and, and <laughs> like a wet towel on the back of the head. And 20 minutes later, we're good. So I get back in there for round two. But uh, yeah, <laughs> while you're like, I can, I can keep, I can keep going. I'll just, I'll keep myself warm over here. Um, so it, it is, it is destination and journey for you, but, uh, okay. So, so back to this. So, uh, so basically we, yeah. we, we have, uh, so I have my client break down the different parts of themselves, parts that okay. they believe that they are and parts that they want to have, right. We are, we are all parts, right. right? But some people might be like, well, I don't have a, I don't have a fun side to me. It's like, what well, you do, your fun side has just been deprived for so long that you don't, you don't believe it exists anymore. So now we're just going to put that down there. I know it's sad, but it's, it happens. It happens. It, yeah. These so are the two. I mean, so, right? yeah. So, so fun side and relaxed side are the two that are usually the most that are missing for women. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, the serious side is always there. I rarely come, I rarely come across a person and they're like, you know, I really don't have a serious side to my, yeah. I'm like, okay, never, never <laughs> happens. No, because, Every... because the serious side is not the part that gets repressed through like 12 years of schooling through like grueling work. It's like the serious side is like cultivated and encouraged. The logical side is cultivated, encouraged, you know, and playfulness, yeah. fun. You know, I, I'm working with playfulness in my world. Like how, how do I bring more of that? My son's like, can we play a game? Can we play a game? I'm like, yeah, sure. Cause that's what a seriously good mom, not because it's play fun. So keep yeah. going. So struggle yeah. with this, this playfulness, this fun side. So you help people break it down and then what? Uh, and then, then we go through, so an interview process. So I have them interview their parts and ask them what they, what they want, what they want and need to, to exist. So what do they, what do they want and what do they okay. need? Um, yeah. And then I have them write those down uh, and then they go, they interview all their parts, right? So not only are they getting to learn about themselves, right? And what, what their parts need and want, then I have them go through the list. So I said, you know, don't judge it. Don't, you know, second guess it, just write it down, right? You are the interviewer, right? You, it's, it has nothing, this has nothing to do with you. So what I'm doing is I'm disassociating themselves from their parts. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then I have them go through a process right. of, is it a want? Is it a need? Okay, circle the needs. Yeah. And, and, I, and I tell them two things. I said, one, you're going to be shocked at how little you need. Like how little you actually need. How much you, we want a uh -huh. lot of stuff. 
I know. And this goes back to what you were just saying, right? You, you're like, I need these. I, I want this, but I need this, right? I can give up potato chips, but I'm not really ready to give up potatoes, right? Difference, wants and needs. And so I said, two things are going to shock you. One, how little you need. And two, how little effort and time you put into getting your needs met. And I said, those oh, are two. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it gets pretty sad at that point. But the good news is, is now, you know, you can put more time, you know, and, and that's the other thing. Then we get into priorities, right? So people are always like, well, I, pri you know, I prioritize, but I run out of time. Right. And I always find that I, I have to push these things. And so this gets into a little bit of a piece about self-sabotage as well, because Self-sabotage is literally you making a choice and then talking yourself out of that choice and being okay with that. Which again is like instilled by 12 years in a school system where really you want to be outside playing and instead you have to focus on homework or being good at whatever. That's right. Quiet, you want to be talking to your friends or whatever, right? Yeah, Prioritize, prioritizing what you believe other people want over what you want and what you yeah. need right? Yeah. Whereas you need to be out socializing with your friends, you need to be out having a good time, you need sleep, you need this, that the other, you don't need the stress and the worry and the anxiety. Mm -hmm. But that's what's cultivated. Yeah. So these needs get repressed. And so basically, these parts of us get repressed. And so now that we're adults, yeah. now you can prioritize based on your needs. Right? Like you look at something like laundry, Laundry is very low on my priority list until I run out of laundry. <laughs> right. And then it's like right up at the top. That, right. Because my gain, my gain is my gain of doing laundry is much higher than if I, you know, it's like, well, I got lots of clean laundry and I've got like half a hamper full of, you know, laundry, but I should always have clean, you know, it's a, a Wednesday's laundry day. So I have to do laundry. Well, no, no, I don't. I got plenty of laundry. I don't have to do it. Right. So, yeah. th so now we're prioritizing based on gains for your needs. Mm -hmm. Now try to self-sabotage yourself when you know that you've made a choice to fulfill a need. Mm. It's impossible. You can't, you can't do it. You can't talk yourself out of saying, if you're like, Hey, I'm going to have a nice relaxing bath and I'm going to have some me time tonight right? And yeah. you just say that because people are like, oh, you time is important. Yeah. It's, a, it's another, it's another thing on the to-do list for a lot of right. people. Right. Exactly. Okay. Now, now, if you, yeah. Now, if you understand what part of you needs that and why that need is important and what that fulfills as far and what allows, what that allows you to be as a person. Mm -hmm. Right. And the reason that you know, this is because you know, what you're sacrificing if you don't get it. Uh -huh. Now it's a matter of, are you willing to sacrifice that? No, I'm not. Yeah. So are you going to go have that bath? Uh, yeah, damn straight. I'm going to go have that bath. Yeah. You can't talk yourself out of it. In fact, no one can talk you out of it. Mm. And this wow. is where, this is now where we start talking about boundaries. This see everything kind of like everything, everything just mm, fits in really, really nice with, uh, with, with the methods that I teach people, because that is one of the, another big thing that people have problems with is boundaries. 
And the example I give them uh -huh. is they're is they're like, you know, somebody comes up to you and they're like, um, how do you feel about this? And you're like, well, kind of and that person, what that person hears is, oh, she's on the fence. I can push her where I want her to be. Uh-huh. Right. I came up and I said, Hey, how do you feel about this? And you're like, no. <laughs> not happening. I'm not gonna sit there and try to convince you. I mean, that was a pretty but why? Why were you able to say no in that way with that amount of energy behind it and conviction? Because you know something. Mm -hmm. There is a there, right? You can't convince you can't convince yourself out of it. No one can convince you out of it. Yeah. Can I give right? a quick example of, of that that just came up yeah. for me? Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. So, so for example, uh, you know, I'm interviewing people to to be part of this this community out in the woods and this lady who's beautiful full of energy full of excitement calls me up and says hey so i was reading your substance policy about you know alcohol drugs and whatnot and my partner you know kind of drinks do you think that i could still be part of your community and i go how much does he drink sweetie it's like oh you know every day and I go, uh-uh, I'm so sorry. I know exactly what comes with like everyday usage that you don't want to talk about and you don't want to want to be a part of. Like I've lived in that. I'm creating a safe space for small children. That's yeah. not part of my definition of small children. Like nobody's going to push me on that. I've lived that. I'm yeah. saying no, 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 no. Right. Yeah. Whereas other people, if they haven't lived it or myself 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, when I got myself into all that trouble in the first place, yeah. didn't understand, didn't have the knowledge of the consequences of saying yes to those things. And I'm, you know, everybody gets to make their own choices. People can drink every day if that's where they're at, if that's what they want, if that's what they're choosing for their life. But for me, it was like, mm -mm, mm -mm, that solidness of that. No, I was like, elbows out. No freaking way, man. You know? Yeah. So yeah. go ahead, go on. No, no. And th that's because you have, you have a belief and you yeah. understand, you understand that belief. Yeah. Right. There's no second guessing as to, well, where did this belief come from? Is this my belief or is this somebody else's belief? Should I be this hard on myself or should I be this hard on other people? Should this be a line in the sand? Right. Yeah. If you understand why that line is there, no one can make you cross it and no one can cross it unless you allow them to. Right. Exactly. And you, you know, you, you, it wasn't, you asked the question, you're like, well, how often does, how often does he drink? Yeah. Right. So you were at least open to having the conversation about it. Yeah. It wasn't like, Hey, you read the policy. <laughs> yeah. Why are you asking? <laughs> right. Well, you were like, you were like, like oh, all right, let's, let's, let's see what's, you know, what are we, what are we talking about here? It's like, Oh, every, you know, every year on our anniversary, we have a glass of wine. It's like, all right. You know, I, I, can, yeah. I can see it. I can see it. You know, but yeah, every day it's kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. And, and interested in talking about it maybe next year, not right now, you know, and it's like, yeah. me, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And, and it's really yeah. just because of the, of the experiences and, and my beliefs and my ideas around that other people might really want to have communities that involve that on a regular basis, a daily basis. It's not an issue for them, but my personal experiences have shown me like the place that I want to create the, the place that feels safe for me. Right. So as we were talking about needs and wants, it's like yeah. the safety. So I have a need for safety and my yes. need for safety includes not having alcoholics in my life. Yep. Right. Yeah. Or, or in my immediate living situation, right? Like in my immediate living situation. And yeah. And so yeah. nobody's going to talk about it. 
And again, needs, if you understand what you need and why you need it, you it would be a really, really hard press for anybody to change that for you. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you start applying that now to all the areas in, of your life, all the different parts of yourself, mm-hmm. right? It's really hard for somebody. Yeah, it's really hard for somebody to say, oh, you don't, you don't really need that. You just think you do. It's like, well, yeah, okay. I, you're right. I do think I do. And I'm going to go think I do over here while I'm doing that. And you can go do whatever you're going to do, right? You're not going to talk <laughs> me out of it. And least of all, and, and here's the problem is most people, they are their biggest problem. Mm. right? They're the ones talking themselves out of it. And they're done that. Yeah. For sure. They're not letting other people talk themselves out of it. They're not like, Oh, honey, you don't have to make dinner tonight. It's fine. We'll just order in. Right. It's more like, how do I convince myself that I don't need to order that I don't need to make dinner tonight and I can just order in. Right. Yeah. Right. It's because once you're convinced you'll convince other people. Yeah. That it's okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is, this is self-sabotage and we allow it to happen, which is the craziest part. So I get people to, you know, tell me about self-sabotage, right? And be like, now, just while you're explaining this to me, you know, I want you to stop when you start sounding like you're crazy. <laughs> okay. And they're like, okay. And so they start explaining to me the process of how they talk themselves out of doing the things that they want to do. And usually they're just like, oh God, I get it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we're done here. <laughs> And then I give them, I give them the assignment and they're like, yeah, I'll do this. No problem. Hmm. And the assignment, it takes a little while. Some people are like, oh, I'll be able to knock this out in a weekend. I'm like, well, you have a week, you know, just yeah, don't, yeah. don't beat yourself up. Cause it does take a while to do this. Right. And really great. yeah. And it, we don't have a lot of needs. And when our needs are met, we don't have a lot of wants. Hmm. We have, we have a lot of wants when we start because we don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Right. But then I say, like, okay, now that you know what your needs are, think about what, what is, what's going to happen when those needs are met. And then ask yourself if you still want those things that you have written down that are wants mm-hmm. and most, and most of them. And I'm like, and try to figure out why you want those things. And people are like, I, there is stuff on here. I have no idea why I want that. Mm-hmm. Some of right? it's programming. Some of a lot, oh, programming. a lot of it, a lot, a lot of it. TV. No, like well, TV is TV is programming, right? It's it's yeah. commercials rep, repetitious, and I mean, the first time I watched TV in really long time was uh, Super Bowl. I didn't even know it was on. <laughs> I didn't even know it was on. Everybody was like, it's "Super Bowl," and I'm like, "Football is happening right now. Like, sports are happening." Yeah. I'm like, okay, I didn't even know who was playing or anything, and I was like, you know what? This is I love watching sports from time to time because it's a very interesting engineering. Uh, procedure that happens there right it's a very it's high energy um you have you have the the separation of the teams you know my team against your team very primal and tribal um and i I love to see the commercials like who are they selling to right how are they selling Mm -hmm. right what are they what are they using i watched a commercial i'm like i have no idea what this commercial is (laughs) about i'm like i don't even know what they're selling I couldn't figure it out. I could not <laughs> oh, figure it out. So, so this, this is something that I learned through the, the NLP study I've been doing recently is that's actually an advertising technique. Oh, yeah. To make the commercial 
confusing as possible because you go like, what, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? The only thing that's clear is the brand. So as yes. soon as you're like, you're, you're, you're there, you're engaged in the experience, it's highly visual, highly auditory. You're like, this must mean something. And yeah. then boom, at the end, it's like, buy this product. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll do that because it's the only thing that made sense from the whole thing you freaking said. Yeah. And then it's, and then it's repetition. So I counted how many commercials I, so how many commercials were re, uh, repeats yeah. of the exact same commercial. And there are quite a few, and yeah. there's usually the bigger, the bigger name stuff, uh, Tim Hortons, stuff like that. Um, so the NLP confusion is interesting because confusion techniques are based on, uh, what's called a pattern interrupt. And a pattern interrupt is we understand a pattern. I say mm. something, you listen, and then you say something back to me, right? So we have this pattern happening. Okay. Well, mm. if you are, so confusion happens when the pattern is interrupted or there is no um, uh, precursors or there's, there's no uh, precedence, sorry, precedence. So if something is happening, so you're watching something and you're like, oh, I don't know. Your brain is like, what is this like? What is this similar to what we've, and your brain's like, I got nothing. So now your brain is like sponge Yeah, because open. it's, because it's creating a new belief. How do I feel about this? How should I feel about this? What, what, right? So it has to take it all in, in order to create a new belief system. And this is where confusion techniques are really, really sneaky, really sneaky, because there is no filter, mm. right? Our filters are based on previous experience. Well, if we have no previous experience, we have no filter. Right. So therefore, we have to take it all in and then create judgment, then create a belief about it. Well, the information is already in there. And now we've spent way too much processing time thinking about what we just saw and took in. And really? if there's and if there's subliminals in there, right? Subliminals, as far as audio goes, I don't think they I don't think they work. They've done studies. Um, and so and this this can actually get us into like what we're talking about with like eroticism and uh, like hypno uh, hypno eroticism and stuff like that. So you'll see a lot of stuff on YouTube would be like, you know, the subliminal hands free orgasms and stuff like that and yeah. uh, binarial beats. Well, they did they did studies back in the day where um, in fact, I think Bandler, uh, the, the uh, uh, person who in one of the uh, gentlemen who invented NLP uh, did studies where he would go into like a, a shopping center. And he would put subliminals underneath the music of just like, go ahead and steal. Like nobody's watching. You can just put that right in your pocket and everybody, everything will be just fine. You know, you want to, and sure. they would just play that over and over and over and over and over again. And they didn't notice an increase in theft at uh -huh. all. Interesting. Now what they did find, and I don't know that he did this study. I think I think another uh, I, I think an, an actual like uh, college did this did the study or university did the study. Mm -hmm. They went into liquor stores mm -hmm. and they started playing French music, and more people would buy French wine. And if they played huh. German music, more people would buy German beer. Hmm. Interesting. So what you hear does kind of influence what you, but not direct, um, 
communication with your brain, right? So just because subliminals are telling you to do something doesn't mean you're more likely to do something, especially if it goes against your moral or ethical principles, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like now, pop music, pop music in the grocery stores, like selling popular food, things you see that are like connected to those jingles, stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you hear if you hear a jingle in, in, in the store that's connected to like Pepsi, you're more likely to buy or think about buying Pepsi. Yeah. Right. So yeah. these are what's called anchors. Right. Right. And all yeah. of this kind of will play into what we're going to talk about when we get into this, the, the erotic pieces, because what we what we do as far as erotic hypnosis goes is we use a lot of uh, anchors. We use a lot of what's called states. Right. Mm -hmm. And states are what we're constantly going through, right? We're in a state of arousal. We're in a state of happiness. We're in a state of sadness. We're in a state of anger. We're in a state of hunger. We're in a state of sleep. We're in a state of awakeness. We're in a state, we're constantly moving from state to state to state to state to state, right? Uh -huh. So really the only real question is, is what state am I gonna hit next? right from one state to another state so we're in a constant motion of moving between states so we're in the state and then we're moving from the state and then we find ourselves in another state uh -huh. okay it's kind of like yeah. driving in the u.s <laughs> literally like driving in the u.s from one side to the other you're either in a state you're crossing into another state or you're in the other state right there yeah. is no there's no in between Okay. Yeah. So advertising really is now focused on uh, tying in these anchors. Disneyland does this really well. They pump uh, it smells, right? So if you're around the candy shop, they, 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 they put sweet smells, right? And the bakeries, they smell, you know, the, you go, you walk into a bakery and you smell fresh, fresh bread. Yeah right? Well, that anchors in. So smell is probably one of the most powerful uh, anchors that we have. And wow. advertising companies have been trying for years and decades and a long time to, to anchor in smell to a hmm. memory, to a product, right? right. That new car smell, yeah. right? Always, yeah. always with, always the with the, yeah, always with the, always with the smell. Actually, yeah. But for most people, it's music. Mm -hmm. For most people, it's music. It's music will, thing. yeah. So you, yeah, yeah. So you'll listen to a piece of music and that will bring you back to when you first heard that. And not only will it bring you back, but it brings back the emotion that you were feeling when you listened to that music. Mm -hmm. And so there's, that's why there's certain, uh, you know, songs uh, that people are like, I can't, I can't hear this song. I can't listen to the mm -hmm. song. Some people yeah. are like, I can't even listen to that band, <laughs> right? And yeah. some are like, this is my favorite band. So you can tell yeah. how these people listen to it. And they also say too, like, um, you know, depending on how you feel will depend on if you listen to the, the words or the music. Oh, interesting. Right? So yeah. that's, uh, that's an interesting thing too. So yeah. it was, it was a couple years ago that I realized because I listen to the lyrics like a lot that's a big part of the experience of music for me and yep. just in the last couple of years I realized some people don't listen to the words they have no idea what's happening with the words of the music they're just listening to the sounds they're like oh those are some nice vocal sounds but yeah. they don't register as lyrics as like yeah. words my brain was just like absolutely blown that 
that people could be having such different experience of the same thing than I was. Yeah, and so, you have to be really careful. You have to be really careful about that too, because okay. if you're if you're not paying attention, yeah, you're not filtering. Right. Yeah. Just it's just going right in. This is why you, when people listen to like the radio in the background, oh, or they or they listen to TV in the background, right? If you're not paying attention, if your conscious mind is over here focused, your subconscious is still picking everything up. Yeah. And your subconscious is doesn't care. Your subconscious is like, oh, they're having a sale on trucks. Perfect. And, you know, and then for some reason, you go around and you're like looking at trucks going like, oh, it'd be interesting to buy a truck. I'm like, the hell did that thought come from? <laughs> I already have a car, right? Yeah. Trucks are expensive. Yeah. Why am I even thinking about that? Right. Well, because your brain picked it up. Yeah. Like, oh, there's, and, and you know what? They're probably on sale too. How do I know that? Um, yeah. They're so, on, they're always on sale. Oh, yeah. They're always on sale. But uh, yeah. So, this is why, um, like, for me personally, I like uh, non lyrical music because mm -hmm. I can listen to it in the background. I don't have to worry about paying attention. Right. Right. You don't have to worry about what's going in there either. You don't have to filter your your soundtracks. You don't have to filter your whatever. Uh, this is part of why I listen to mantra because I'm like, it's in a foreign language. I know it's worshiping a you know a beautiful deity, celebrating life, celebrating like our holy divinity. I don't know what they're talking about, but it doesn't matter. And it's not like it's not well, exactly my my English language brain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And even yeah. if it was uh you know uh mantras in in English, right. right. Yeah. or po positive affirmations things like yeah. that those are fine yeah right because if you're not paying attention to them that's that's when you get the best uh results from them right only difference is, is your brain will never believe something that's not true right if you're like you know 300 pounds and you know you're looking in the mirror and you're like i am slim and trim right your brain's like nope 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 you're not so right you could do that every day for 30 years and nothing will change nothing will move yeah. right so your affirmations have to be a, a little bit more specific and and true right yeah um and again there's there's ways there's ways around that to trick the brain but uh, for the most part if you're going to listen to something it should be relatively true or obtainable yeah, well, and, and this is part of what I love about the questions, like asking questions to change your mind, to change that deep subconscious rather than giving it statements that, because I remember being like, I love myself. It's like, fuck, you don't love yourself. What the, who the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's such bullshit. You know, you're yeah. like, wow, I just anchored and reinforced the fact that I don't love myself yeah. by telling myself I love myself. Well, that's an accident and not what I'm wanting to do, right? Yeah. But if I say, what are some of the ways that I showed myself that I love myself even more today than I did yesterday? Oh, well, I'm instilling the ideas that I loved myself today more yeah. than I did yesterday. I'm yeah. looking for those reasons. I'm looking and my subconscious is now looking for how am I loving myself today more than I did yesterday, which means that I'm also putting in this idea that I'm going to love myself today more than I did yesterday. And you're just like, oh, now my love is on like an upward trajectory and I'm yeah. from all of that. This is what I think. And this is not what I think sort of. Yeah, energy. no, exactly. And when you ask and that's pretty much kind of like really defines my my practice is I ask better questions questions super important yeah right because you you just you by just asking that question for yourself you created a mantra or a positive statement that would work better right i love myself no you don't so your brain automatically is like gone 
wrong. Right? Yeah. That's not true. So we're not, we don't listen to that. Now, if your positive statement was, you know, every day and every way, I love myself a little bit more. Yeah. Your brain's like, yeah, that's true. I'm open to that. You know, cool. like I can, I can look for ways that that's true. I can explore yeah. ways that that's true. It's not a specific statement in the same way that it's like a, a, yeah. a definite statement that can be rejected. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So asking these, asking these better questions really does help. And another thing that really helps uh, with positive suggestions and affirmations, recording them in your own voice. Because we have no filter oh to, God. we have no filter so to our own voice. Somebody says something to you and you're like, you know, they said it. Now you say something to you, your brain's like, oh, okay, it must be true. Why else would I say it? Yeah. Right. So if you find, yeah. so if you find a recording on YouTube or something like that, and you're like, wow, I really, really love this. Write it down, re-record it for yourself. Yeah. In your yeah, own voice. I, yeah. Cause you, you have no filter for it. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Cause because I, you know, I created these brain training tracks for myself that helped me move out of that experience of depression. And mm -hmm. all of these things that we're talking about today are absolutely like the confusion. We got like five different layers of voices talking. You're like, what the heck? I can't even, pay. I can only barely pay attention to one of them. Now, well, that's mindfulness training, right? But yeah. then the confusion is like, every single one of those voices in my own voice is saying something loving, compassionate, kind pono 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 yep. um you know like even though i did like eft like even though i this i love and accept myself even though i that i love and accept myself yep. what are some ways that i can love myself more all of these things and it's like wow like you jam them all together combined with something interesting visually gosh if i could put some some smells in there i suppose that's like an essential oil or something to anchor that in yeah uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, so maybe, maybe, a so a perfume that you really, really like that you wear yeah. all the time, yeah. right. You, you, you wear that before you start with it. Mm -hmm. And that scent now will remind your brain that kind of fire off these anchors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So scent is an anchor touch is an anchor. Um, so that's, this is the thing with EFT, right. Yeah. Is they, they say that you're hitting the, you know, you're hitting the pressure points. Um, However, I also think that it's, it's creating a physical anchor. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and we'll start, we'll start talking about anchors here uh, in um, when, when we get, when we get into the eroticism here, because that's very, very important. Um, the importance about anchors and learning how to do stuff like this properly when it comes to what I call hypnotic change work yeah. is you're putting all this time, money, and effort into yourself, into building who you want to be and becoming who you want to be. And uh, it's very important to understand these things because the you of right now and the you that, that wants and needs, you know, are not going to be the same as you, the you of five years from now. Mm -hmm. Right? So, and I don't want you calling me five years from now going like, yeah, all the stuff we did five years ago, not working for me anymore. Well, it right? better not be because you got to evolve and move into something well, new. And yeah, but I, I don't want you calling me because you need to change and move, right? I want, I want you to understand how this works so that you can be moving yourself, right? And not find yourself stuck in five years, yeah, right? Absolutely. But find yourself five years from now moving in the right direction day by day. Yeah. So understanding how anchors are built and understanding, you know, how to communicate with your conscious and your subconscious mind and get them to work together. 
Um, boundaries, trust, finding what your needs are because your needs change. As your needs are met, right? Your needs change. Literally. Oh my God. And I found that so much in my intimacy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like I reached this, like, you know, this place I really wanted to be last year and here I am. And all of these things I hoped for are now here and true. Oh, sorry. Psych. Like now there's another level that I'm looking for. Now there's like another, my partner gets really frustrated with me. We are, sometimes. Like, we are onions. Yeah. <laughs> You just figured it out. Now everything switches. Yes, yes. That is called, that is that is what we call an epiphany or uh, the light bulb moment, right? Where everything yeah. kind of just shifts for us. And uh, when everything shifts over, we have new information to look at. We ask ourselves different questions, right? Questions that maybe before we were afraid to ask. And now we're getting answers for. So when I work with people with sexuality, and uh, releasing, you know, sexual abuse, trauma, things like that, and opening them up to now new forms of intimacy and sexuality. Um, you know, I got to give the caveat and the warning that you might not be with the right person right now. And if you're not with somebody, you know, that's probably a good thing because you're, 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 your needs change. Yeah. So who you're looking for changes. Yeah. Right. And it's like, if you're married or if you're in a committed, long-term committed relationship, you know, it's like, I hope the guy's adjustable and adaptable because stuff's going to shift and change for you, right? You are no yeah. longer that same person and your, your needs, wants, and desires are going to change. And, you know, with, with liberation comes uh, curiosity and experimentation, right? Yeah. So... You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, sometimes we are opening up Pandora's box. It's, it's, you know, it's for the best because, you know, you want to live a life that's fearless, right? Um, rather than filled with fear, filled with love rather than fear. Yeah. And, but this also means change. And, you know, sometimes people change, sometimes they're so repressed and so you know feared um that living living in fear that the when that when that opens it's like you're married to a caterpillar and the next day you wake up and it's she's a butterfly yeah. and you're like i don't know how to i don't know how to live with a butterfly i don't know how to be with a butterfly i don't know fuck yeah. when did you get wings like holy shit like you know it's and, and it can be scary and it can be jarring and you know this is why I highly recommend uh, lots of people are like, well, you work with abuse and trauma, but you also specialize in relationships. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, because you're in the relationship that you're in because of the abuse and trauma that you went through. And once you get rid of that, your relationship needs to change because yeah. you're yeah, going to change. And your role in the relationship is going to change. And all of this is a domino effect. It's a great domino effect. But, you know, and this is where the needs and it, it all kind of ties in together. Um, when you release somebody, it's like, uh, you know, the, the, um, the whole elephant thing, you know, in Thailand, they, they teach the baby elephant with a, with a chain and then they chain it to a rope when it's a big elephant and they, it just stops trying. Yeah. right? It sees the rope, feels the rope. And it's like, well, I can't break it. So I'm not going to try. Well, once you let that elephant go, that elephant's like, 
don't, I don't know how to be an elephant. Yeah. And I don't know how to, I don't know how to be free. I don't know how to be an elephant. Yeah. A limitless right? creative being that has ultimate potential to pull anything that you want into your life experience. that's available here on planet earth and beyond. It's just like, holy shit, that is a big big world out there and a yeah. lot of people are unfortunately you know tied up with dental floss to you know it's like yeah. not even a rope it's not a stain it's just like this this dental floss it says like you're used to it stay stuck here yeah 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 and i've and i followed up with with uh you know i i follow up with all my clients and everything and there's a good percentage of them that um you know and i say hey like we need to bring the husband in at least for one session to talk about, you know, where they're going and how they're going to, you know, handle and deal with all of this and stuff like that. And the husband's like, nah, and then, you know, like I'll do a three month, six month uh, check-in and I do a, I do a one year. And then a lot of them are like, yeah, we're not together anymore. And I'm like, I, I know, I know because yeah. you know, you grow together, you grow apart. Yeah. And your and it's it's hard to, it's harsh to say this, but you know her lack of growth, her fear of growth to deal with you know, and then all of a sudden she's like, screw it, I I, I don't want my life to be like this, and now I'm so frustrated and angry of like I want to get rid of it, right? Well, that he's been you know with her for this long, and she hasn't really moved or changed or done anything, so he's kind of not been doing that for himself. Right. Yeah. So he kind of slows his yeah. growth down to match so that they're, they grow in together. Well, now she's like, you know, skyrockets off and he's like still treading water. Right. And, you know, so I, it, it's, it's, it's a challenging, it's a it challenging is. situation for sure. You know, and I, I can't, I can count, I can't count how many, holistic you know alternative spiritual conscious women who are in relationships with you know sort of meat and potatoes guys and it's like there's something in your worthiness that says you know you're not worthy to be with the kind of guy that you really want to be with but when you resolve that like you're gonna leave your relationship or you need to you know really be willing to work with your partnership and unfortunately a lot of people don't have the communication skills or the, the structural concepts to mm -mm. say hey you know i really love you we've been together it's like our connection is really important to me i want to continue being with you but i really need you to be a different person than you are now and it's like oh my god how challenging it is is it if you don't have the skills if you don't have the support to do that identity level work of yeah. i'm going to be a different person now i'm going to let go of these things that defined me for the last 30 years yeah the thing the stagnation that that defined our relationship for the last 30 years or whatever and really become different people together and for me, I mean, I've, I've been through my share of sort of like, oh, that was interesting next. Oh, that was interesting next in my journey of growth. And to be in a place where now I'm like, I'm in a committed relationship. I want that to be a lifelong relationship, not five years from now, let's go try something else. And so the thing I looked for most clearly in partnership was like, do they have the ability to change and grow? Do they have, like, are they already demonstrating the ability to change and grow? Are they already demonstrating that they've shifted from being one kind of person to another kind of person to another kind of person in their life because that kind of flexibility the skill I mean that's a skill you can learn but it also there are people who aren't ever going to undertake that journey it's not part of their life path it's not yeah. something they're interested in 
versus people yeah. who are like actively on that sort of personal development change change work journey and i still get sort of this like really we're working on the next phases of ourselves again and i'm like yeah because it's part of what keeps me interested about being here alive and uh, on planet earth you know yeah. it's like i, I don't want to be stagnant i want to be in that growth and part of that is like the feminine essence of flow and movement yes and, yeah yeah. You know, well, so. and it's interesting that what you were saying about and what came to me when you were when you're talking about, you know, the, the guys aspect of this. And there's a reason yeah. that 98% of my clientele are women. Yeah. Um, one over guys, women are less afraid to ask for help. Right. Yeah. And guys are just like, I'll, I'll deal with it. Yeah. Right. And we're, we're amazingly adaptable creatures. Right. We will have a problem and we will we will work around our problem. We will create a life around this issue and make it work. And I'm like, that's amazing and horrible at the same time. Like that's <laughs> how could you do that to yourself? But it's amazing that you can, right. And you can do it for so long. Um, and guys uh, pretty much have been, you know, uh, programmed i get you know it's the best best word cultured to be you know to stuff down their emotions to not feel to be you know strong hard rock you know and it's like oh if it's not falling off i don't go to the doctor right um but you know who who breaks that armor down is the woman right and this is why um i love the whole uh you know sexuality and eroticism of this is because if you want to pique a guy's attention right show him something new in the bedroom and he's gonna be like where the hell did you learn that from and like oh yeah i'm i'm, an, I'm a new person and i'd like you to change with me and then you can have all of this and more and you know that'll that'll pique a guy's interest really fast um also yeah, guys like to have a little bit of control in the bedroom i mean it's it's just that it's just a, it's just a thing not all guys not all guys most guys masculine mas masculinely mas oriented you know like to are, have a little bit more of their masculine yeah. energy for sure yeah like i'm in charge it's a beautiful place to let them be completely in charge you know and and to for let the feminine be in that surrendered place completely is relative because there's still like safe words and um, absolutely and and i and i found too that um the majority of women that i that i work with uh, they actually want that in their life. Yeah. So the women I work with, they are, um, most of them are anxiety, depression um, type stuff. Um, a lot of this is because they are in, well, there's, there's a, a couple different reasons, lots of different reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is they are in roles where they feel like they need to be dominant and masculine to be in the role that they're in they're they're not accepted as women they're accepted as powerful people right right and that's because they they're they're masking or they're, they're not masking they're uh, modeling after a male dominant society yeah in those sure. in the in those roles right yeah. then then we have we have a difficulty of separation yeah right they come home they start they, they bring that role with them sometimes right because repetition the brain starts taking over on repetition brain's like well this is how we are and you're at work eight hours a day right so we spend the majority of our time at work which means that women are spending the majority of the time in these masculine dominant roles yeah. right 
men are starting to spend more time at home being, you know, the home, especially nowadays where everybody's working from home. Yeah. Right. Um, and so women are like in the bedroom, want the man to take over so she can just take, kick back, like take the masks off, just do, you know, be, and just feel pleasure. Yeah. Right. Take in this pleasure, recharge, you know, and that's one thing that we don't, we don't hold on to, right? We hold on to stress. We hold on to tension. We do not hold on to pleasure. We don't store that. Yeah. Yeah. So holding on to pleasure and first thing cultivating that, you know, work similar to what I do or the change. Yeah. You actually have to, you actually have to put a process into place and, and make time to do that. Right. But we naturally store tension and stress. I don't know. I, I still not sure if this is societal, cultural. I'm not sure exactly what this is. Maybe maybe it's a hu- part of the human experience. I don't know. First thing I have to teach people is how to shed that. Yeah. Right. So that they're not exploding. At, you know the the camel the uh, the straw that broke the camel back. Right. Okay. So that's first thing. Uh, second thing is understanding that pleasure has no upper limit. There is no yeah, upper limit my mind well, so, sorry did that just blow your mind uh it did the first time you told me now oh right yeah that's right we, we 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 yeah we we hit we hit upon that because i use i use pleasure and and pleasure can be anything pleasure can just be you know i mean it could be physical sexual pleasure or it can be just a really good feeling of confidence it could be a feeling of completion it could be a feeling of it could be a combination of those things pleasure is subjective to the person right mm-hmm. so Old school hypnosis was all about, you know, we'll take, we'll take smoking sensation. Um, each and every time that you smoke a cigarette, you're, you're going to feel nauseous and you're going to feel like, you know, you're going to have that taste of ash in your mouth and, uh, just, right. Well, this is what's called negative reinforcement mm-hmm. and negative reinforcement works really, really well for a very short time <laughs> because eventually you're going to be like, um, fuck this. I I'm, I'm an adult. I work, I pay taxes. I'm stressed out. If I want to have a cigarette, I'm going to have a cigarette. Screw what this guy says. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's going to work. You're going to self-sabotage. You have no filter against yourself and you will convince yourself that this behavior is okay. Mm-hmm. Which means all the work that I've done right out the window. Right. Now, if I say every single time, that you want to have that cigarette and you say, no, 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 we're not, we're not going to do that. We don't do that anymore. You're going to get this wonderful rush of pleasure right up your spine. It's just going to hit your brain. It's just going to go beautiful shower of chemicals, good feeling chemicals. Like you're going to get goose pimples all over. It's just, Ooh, that's going to be, yeah. Oh yeah. You think, (laughs) yeah. You think they're going to go for that cigarette? That cigarette is not going to give them what they just felt. No, they might need a cigarette after that, but <laughs> no, but, no, they don't because the thing that they're looking for—the relaxation, the pleasure, the sense of connection right. to body and self—like you just put that in there, it's there, it's available. They don't need the cigarette to find those things anymore. You've returned their power to. That's them. right, because yeah. we're fulfilling what they need. Because the cigarette can't give that to them. Mm-mm. They give it to the cigarette, so the cigarette can give it back to them. And really what's happening is the cigarette has now become an anchor. 
anchors yeah. are very, yeah. very yeah. powerful because we're constantly yeah. make we're, we're we're unconsciously making these anchors for ourselves. Yeah. Which is which is why when I was quitting smoking, I would grab like I had a, a half a pencil and I would sit and I would like pretend to smoke on the pencil and it would relax me. Yeah. And I would feel that same sense of like peace and calm that I, that was there in, in the cigarette smoking. Just yeah. Like, yeah. How does that work? It's it like I just needed <clears throat> something to do that action with so yeah. that I could feel feel better. Yeah. It's the it's and smokers have a ritual. Yeah. Right. I love, I love talking to smokers because I'm, they're just like, they're like, I'm like, just, you know, so what is smoking? You know, what, what do you feel like? When do you smoke? You know, oh, you know, I smoke in the morning. Oh, do you have a cup of coffee with your smoke? Oh yeah. yeah I have a cup of smoke. Coffee with your smoke. Okay. And when you're, after you've done that smoke, what do you feel? Oh, I feel awake and I'm, I'm alert. I'm ready to start my day. I'm like, okay. Do you, do you smoke at night? Like after, after a good meal? Oh yeah. I smoke after a good meal. Okay. Well, what is that cigarette? Oh, that cigarette relaxes me. I'm ready to, you know, call it a day and everything. I'm like, Oh, okay. So are the relaxing ones on top and the, and the morning ones on the bottom, the stimulants. And they're like, what? I'm like, well, they, they, you have to have two different types of cigarettes, right? Like, do you know Bob at the cigarette factory? And he's like, Oh, Joe likes his, his morning cigarettes on top. And they're like, I'm like, you can't have a cigarette that relaxes you and wakes you up at the same time don't work. Right. So really your, you, your brain is now programmed. You programmed your brain. When I have a cigarette in the morning, I release chemicals that wake us up. And when I have a cigarette at night, I release chemicals that calm us down. You're doing all the work, but you're giving the cigarette all the credit. And this is the same thing with just about everything that we do in our lives. We give our power away. So that's another thing I teach in it's, it's all part, it's all part of ugh, the mesh, right? But getting people to feel something, getting people to change their state, their emotions is really, really easy. And it's how I start putting people back into their power. So getting, getting ourselves to change how we feel yeah. is really, really easy. It's, it's, yeah, it's a so process. Okay, I don't even have to hypnotize you. It's this is how easy changing how we feel is. So it's called revivication. Um, through hypnosis, it is much stronger. Okay, but it's it's not required because all I can get all I can get you to do right now is I can just get you to you don't even have to close your eyes. Okay, I want you to think about an erotic memory. It doesn't even have to be a memory. It could be a situation. It could be something you read about in a book. Could be something a scene you saw in a movie recently, and you don't even have to close your eyes. You can just think about it, think about the scene, and how does that make you feel? Uh, I mean, I'm smile. I got a grin on my face instantly. I can feel my like vagina's like doing this like pulsing thing. Yeah. <laughs> like I yeah. feel relaxed. I feel softer. Yeah. yeah. Now I asked you to think about that, but you did it. Right. Okay, so the first issue of power and control is you're allowing me to suggest things to you. Okay, so you're giving me a little bit of control, but you remain in full control because you don't have to do anything that I ask mm -hmm. or tell you, right? Yep. Now, if you do, you get the benefit, right? It's kind of like you're letting me, you're letting me drive the car while you're in the passenger seat understanding that I'm going to take very good care of your car. It's just that I know where we're going. Right. Yeah. Right. And you want to, and you want to go where we're going. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're, you're letting me drive the car. 
with good yep. with good faith. Okay, it's pretty much how this works. Okay, yep. now this is what we would consider moving into a pleasure state. Okay, so we're using mm. we're using physical we're using physical sexual pleasure, right? But we could use anything. We could use any kind of really good feeling. And what we do is we start stacking states. Okay, so since we're talking about orgasms and we're talking, and it's Valentine's. Well, it's, it was Valentine's. Um, the, we'll, we'll 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 keep it with the sexuality here. Okay, so then what we would do is we would start building on that. Thank you so much for listening to today's interview with me. There is so much more waiting for you. Online school, which includes courses like Relationship Reset, Circles of Commitment, How to Save Your Relationship and How to Save Your Marriage, How to Make Intelligent Decisions as a Single Mom When You Begin Dating Again, and many other courses, including the Joygasmic Birth Course, Your Complete Guide to Creating a Joyful, Ecstatic, pain-free and pleasurable birth. And you will also get to see the really silly dance that my son is doing in the background of me talking in this video. So I absolutely encourage you to join the membership. It is pay what you want and there is a wide range of payment options available. So if you are on a limited income, absolutely do not think that cash is a barrier to your ability. I'm sorry, I'm barely being able to keep it together because my son is just doing the silliest dance and it's totally worth it to upgrade just to see how ridiculous he is. Um, I absolutely love you guys and I'm so grateful to be able to make this content available for free and thank you so much to everyone who is already subscribed as a member and who allows me to continue doing this wonderful work and being of service to you all in this way. Thank you so much for your support. And the credit song from the beginning of the podcast is from a beautiful friend of mine who I met in um, La Cruz de Guanajuato. Well, <laughs> La Cruz... La Cruz de La Cruz de How does it go again? Mom, it's La Cruz de Wanacaxley. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that one. Oh my gosh. I used to I used to think of it as La Cruz de Wanacaxley, but um that's not how you pronounce it. It's really a terrible pronunciation. La Cruz for short, um, which is near Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and he's an absolutely incredible musical artist, so please go check out Sonny S O N N Y and his work on Spotify. There's also links to that in the show notes. So again, thank you so much for listening and I look forward to seeing you in the membership. Alex, you wanna say anything before we go? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's important to be silly and you can claim your silly back. We've got classes coming out on that too. So if you're still here and you're still listening, obviously there is some more engagement that you would like to be a part of. Please head over and join the membership. The link is in the show notes. So much love to you.